And we are back with another episode of Midweek Matches. I'm Ant, at Steiner on Twitter. Today I'm joined by Schweitz up in Canada. We got Allie. We got our famous mayor, Matt, from Cartersville, Georgia. And uh, returning back for us at the little hiatus is John in Miami. So, Mayor, let's toss it out to you for the first topic of the week. What do you got All for right. us? Thank you very much. Hopefully everybody's had a fun time this week. I have got a couple of things. There was a, They alluded to, uh, earlier in the week, the apps on your phone. And, you know, there's, there's two schools of thought. It's almost like your desktop on your computer. There's people that don't have any files on their desktop, or there's people that totally clutter their desktop with files. I'm a, I'm a desktop clutterer. Um, so at the same time, I have got apps all over my phone. So my question to you is how many apps roughly do you have on your phone and then from that what is perhaps one of the more odd apps that you do have on your phone so i'll start off and say i'm with you matt i am a desktop clutterer i probably have 400 apps on my phone i'm scrolling through page after page after page and folder of nine or 18 apps and um so definitely uh definitely an app store don't necessarily tend to go back and delete apps that i haven't previously uh or haven't used recently i tend to uh tend to just have you know four of every app on my phone three different map programs four different transit programs a bunch of different you know the hulus the hbo nows you know netflix whatever um so i definitely have a ton of apps on my phone you said over 300 apps I said over 300, probably close to 400 apps. Um, yeah, definitely need to probably go through and, and delete some stuff. But also some of it's just, you know, I haven't played CBS in in two years, but I'm just not going to delete it because I don't necessarily need the space. Um, you know, I find most apps are relatively small and don't take up a ton of space. So I don't necessarily feel the obligation to try to go in and or uh, the want to spend the time to go in and say, oh my God, what, what apps am I not using? When's the last time I use this app? Should I get rid of it, et cetera? So, right, so I'm sort of just not a hoarder exactly, but you know, I might use that app again, so I'll keep it on my phone. So from that, what would be perhaps the one of the <laughs> what, one of the oddest apps? I mean, out of the 300 or 400, I don't even <laughs> let you know all of them that are on there, but what's one that leaps out is just like, what, what was I thinking when I put this on my phone? One of the odd apps I have on my phone is a weather app that actually is a pretty poor weather app compared to like either, you know, the government NOAA app or even just the standard weather app that comes with the iPhone. I downloaded it one time because I needed to see a radar or a very specific like location. And then I just never deleted it. And as I'm scrolling through, I'm looking like, why the hell do I have this app on my phone still? So... (laughs) Some of it, I guess, is laziness. So uh, a a weather app that doesn't necessarily work well. I think I needed it. Actually, I think I needed it when I went to Canada. We were up in Nova Scotia a couple of years ago, and I think I needed it for that because there was something about the app that hooked into the local weather that whatever app I had on my phone just didn't want to, uh, or was giving me like six hours behind was the app I had, and this one was supposedly supposed to work really well, and so I downloaded it and, and used it, but haven't used it since. So let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Allie's jaw literally dropped. I know like I gotta ninja. pick. I gotta pick my chin up off my desk right now. <laughs> so I'm gonna show you guys. So you know, on an iPhone, you have all your basic apps. 
So this is the front page. You scroll once and you scroll twice and that's all I have. I have maybe 30 apps on my phone. That's crazy that you have 400 because well, all the watch, like watchable apps I put on my tablet because my tablet acts as like a second TV. So I don't have like the CBS or anything like that or, or Hulu or anything like that on my phone. I just mainly use my phone as a camera or to talk to the school. So I have like three different apps for whatever school my kid's at. And that's how you communicate with the teacher. But the most random app I have on my phone is the Among Us app, which I don't know if y'all ever play Among Us. It's one of the most addicting games you will ever play. You're just this little jelly bean in space. And it's basically like Clue, your, your crewmates, and then there's two bad guys. The crewmates are good. There's imposters, they're bad. You're going around the ship trying to fix stuff. But the imposters, you don't know that they're imposters and they come up and they kill you. And the other people have to try to figure out who the bad guys are. And you have to try to figure out based on, oh, they did a fake task. The task bar didn't go up. That's not a real thing that's going on right now. They jumped an event. They hid. So that's probably the most random thing because that's such a, like a preteen game. That's like the end thing to play right now. But I can't so believe 400 at. I, I thought I was going to be the high score here. I've got about 120 on my phone. But uh, Schweitz, you look like you're you, you showed us yours. It looks like uh, you're a bit of a minimalist too. Yeah, I only have about, I would say, 50 apps or so. Most of them are ones that I use for um, stuff like I have, uh, you know, convert pads so I can convert measurements because I don't, you know, necessarily know milliliters to liters. So when I, you know, I'm in Canada now, so some of the metric system stuff I still have to convert um, when it when it's important. Uh, but mostly it's, it's, you know, I have a, a few things for the baby, you know, tracking, you know, when they eat, when they sleep, that kind of stuff. Uh, but for the most part, like, there's some grocery apps, but for the most part, they're just entertainment and a few games. All right, John, what about you? I have about, I would say about 50 to 75 apps. Uh, of those 75, I probably use maybe six. I'm too lazy to delete them. But some of them I just download because I'm like, wow, that was a great, that, that's a great app, I, you know. And so trying to figure out which one is the oddest one or something, I can tell you, I have some that are like those face reverse or face where you swap faces. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be the king of this thing. And I never once launched it. So it's still sitting on my phone. We and need to get course, that back in rotation, get Jeff's face going again. Yeah, I, I, just, I just lost interest in the whole swapping face thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to learn it. I'm not going to do it. So now it just sits on one of my pages on my phone, but um, to tie it back into, into uh Lebitard, uh universe, um, you know, Billy tells me to do something, I'm going to do something. So uh, I have T-Mobile Tuesdays, and I think I've launched it once. It, it probably wasn't a good deal or something. So I never got whatever deal it happened to be. Um, but T-Mobile Tuesdays, I, I guess that's kind of the, the strangest one. Everything else is, you know, my, my top five would be probably, you know, Twitter, emails, messaging, uh, and just a, a few smart home apps. That's it. What do you got, Ant? So so I went in and checked. I have 313 apps on my phone. Do you also have like 176,000 read emails? Um, I have currently 1,895 unread emails. So Shout there's people, Steve. yeah, there's no. people like me that have zero unread emails. And then there's people like Ant that have a million unread emails and then they get married and that's life and no. marriage in a nutshell. I've, I've, got, right, four, right. I've got 46 unread and some of them I, I keep just so that I've, I don't forget to take action on them. I have 120 apps. Some of the ones that I think that are more the, I haven't, for some reason, I have a translator app on my phone. I, I've never had a need to use that. 
think it comes with the phone. Okay. Well, maybe that's how I got it. There's one called My Talking Pet Pro, which is actually pretty good. You take a picture of your pet Ooh. and you uh, just pick out where their mouth is and you can put use voices and it makes it looks like your pet's talking. I haven't used that one in quite a while. I do have, I found, I got one I'm probably nobody else on here has. I have the AARP app on my phone for some reason. I broke down and joined AARP this year just because I figured, well, it was it was cheap and I could do it. It was kind of a running joke. And mm -hmm. somehow I, at some point I put the app on my phone. I don't know that I've ever opened it. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of embarrassing. I have, I have a whole lot of video editing stuff that I've never, ever used either. So, but anyway, that's just a few of the odd items. Thank you for sharing that little bit of uh, your lives with me tonight. I do have one other topic, if that's okay. I uh, was very yeah, happy that, that the grid of death punishment came back to the show uh, today, uh, actually on Wednesday. And so I was wondering if we could go around and share what perhaps our grid of death punishments would be if we had the opportunity to put up. I, I'll go first, give you all an opportunity to gather yourselves. I do think that they ought to add a COVID helmet, much like the Wild Wild West one, but just have a COVID helmet. And if you pull that one out, you've just lost for the week. You don't even get to pick a game. There's nothing going on. You just you just lose. Um, but I do think two grid of death punishments should be uh, that you have to, one of them would be that you have to do a barrel roll. You know what that is? You put your arms above your head and kind of roll along the ground. You have to barrel roll for 30 feet in the parking deck that they're always talking about. Uh, the other one is hand washing Greg Cody's underwear after two days of use. Cause you know, he's mentioned in the past that he will often go double day with his, with his undergarments. Do you wash it in the pool? Ooh, <laughs> I don't know about that part, but Schweitz, what do you have as far as your grid of death punishment ideas? So my grid of death punishment idea is the trade machine. So that is, if you lose during a show, you have to be in contact with Stupak. Stupak will give you a trade idea. You have to put it into uh, the ESPN trade generator, whatever. If the trade is accepted, you have to interrupt the show, announce what the trade is, uh, say if it worked. Okay. Allie, what about you? Okay, so I have two. So the first one I have is called the Formula One Minute, which you have one minute to drink a glass of baby formula. And it's a 20 ounce glass because there's 20 drivers on the grid. Second one is Cereal True Teller in honor of Chris Cody. And that is you get to pick the cereal, but you have to eat cereal as your only meal, a whole box until that box is gone. That's the only thing you're allowed to eat. You can drink whatever, but you have to eat an entire box of cereal and you can't eat anything else. That's easy. I used to eat, I used to eat a box of Cheerios at a time. You'd have to like put a twist on it because you can't pick the cereal. The cereal had to be has to be like one of these terrible cereals, like far worse than Cheerios. I don't know what's a worse cereal than Cheerios. Um, a I know bargain brand. Yeah, but I mean, like yeah. the stuff that's like you know just chopped up cardboard, uh, like with no flavor. Muselix or something like that. Yeah, like a Muselix. Like um, man, there's there's just horrible, horrible cereal that my wife loves. Of course, I I grew up with the sugary stuff, and she was only allowed like cereal, like Honey Nut Cheerios on on special occasions type of deal. So. Um, I wish my wife were here. I'd ask her what were the terrible cereals she loved so much. Um, but it, somebody else would have to choose a terrible cereal, and then and then you'd have to eat that because because uh, if you you left to me and you just you, you that's more of a grid of heaven because you're like yeah I get to eat cinnamon toast crunch for the whole day. Sign me up. Sign me up right now. I'll lose <laughs> every week from now you know 16 weeks in a row because I'll have cinnamon toast crunch. I'll have some Captain Crunch. I'll have basically anything with crunch in the name. 
I'll have, uh, you know, uh, Fruit Loops, you know, and I know that all the flavors are the same, but nevertheless, uh, so I don't know. It it had to be a little a little uh, a little tweak on that. Otherwise, that Oreo cereal is pretty terrible. It doesn't taste like Oreo. That could also be a nomination. That's it's true. Just, it's so like just thick and just very full of flavor. That's not Oreo. I do like the Formula One challenge too. I think that was uh, very creative. So good job, Allie. You get a gold star for the night. Yes. John, what do you got? You got any of them? I don't have one. So I'm going to rip off what the uh, what our fantasy football league is doing. Because, you know, I I've, I went from being kind of a gym rat guy to now like a, you know, heavy portly guy. And uh, and so now I have the same body issues uh, that, say, maybe Mike Ryan sometimes says he has. And so so we're supposed to if we if we lose, I think it's tentatively you have to show up. Uh, dress as Nacho Libre on a very popular corner of your of your neighborhood uh, with some type of sign. I'm not sure what the sign would read, but anything that maybe like exposes my moves, but uh, something like that would freak me out. It's an eight team league. I am praying that I at least come in seventh. That's all. I'm, I'm there with you though. And what about you? So I just want to take a, a general comment about a lot of the ones that they do on the show. I feel like they've gotten to the point where they do stuff that is so ridiculous and punitive that no one wants to do them. Beyond Stu, I feel like everybody owes like three grid of deaths because they just don't want to do whatever the hell it is. So I would like to do some ones that are a little more embarrassing than necessarily like hard, like walk in the ocean in your clothing up to your neck, just walk in the ocean. Like to me, that's something that they would hate. But it's, but it's also some, doable. Yes. Or, it's also I mean, like, okay, go outside now. You're doing it. Like, I feel like some of the things like beyond Dan, who always dresses up as someone looking ridiculous, like a lot of the ones they do, like are just never going to happen. And I, say, I feel me, like the, the problem was, is that Chris Cody didn't dump soup on his head. And I feel like ever since that happened, it became known on the show that, oh, I can just not do my punishment and face no repercussions for it. So since he didn't dump soup on his head, basically when the grid of death solids death. So yeah, I feel mm -hmm. like it's, if we kind of don't like make it just more of a, a little bit of embarrassment, I like the walk to the ocean one. Um, the other one I would say that I think is a little more a pain in the butt, but still not that bad. It would be sleep in Greg Cody's garage overnight. Go ahead, John, you have your hand up. Just wanted to piggyback over the uh, walk to the ocean, and because that just registered in my head. So um, you can order the bistec and panisao, and what it is is just a breaded steak that they fry up, right? So just to piggyback on something like that, you could do a critic death where you walk into the ocean, you're nice and wet, and then like like Mayor was saying, you have to roll in the sand, and you have to basically bread yourself. And, and then you walk back and you have to be just all all day wet and, and breaded with sand. Uh, and we can call it, like like I said, the bistec in panisao. That's a good one, though. And, you know, the other one that I'll, I'll give you just uh, to wrap this one up, you know, you may or may not know that Chris Long has named me the, the official mayor of the Greenlight podcast. But uh, he just finished, he lost a bet to Macon and his bet what he had to do is he had to go into a waffle house and he had to spend 24 hours in a waffle house but he sub can subtract one hour of being there for every waffle that he ate so he ate i want to say he ate 12 waffles so he was there for 12 hours and uh that was that was a bit of a challenge i think they need to scale that back because that was like superhuman stuff that's a pretty interesting it's the waffle house challenge i thought it was very interesting and um 
he actually did a podcast of him documenting that and talking with people in the Waffle House while I mean, he's in there. I was just going to say, some other, other ideas they can do just to, to make it a little bit easier, but just sort of makes their time uncomfortable. So, like, you know, they could wear, you know, they have to wear their clothes backwards, but they have to wear pants that day um, and just do the show like that because it just would be uncomfortable. You know, you have to wear an eye patch all day and talk like a pirate. Just, you know, look like an idiot, a little bit simpler. They're not going to be so fearful. Could be content or the uncomfortableness could add to content. It's not the most fun for us, but it's at least it's something and would get them involved in, in doing things again. The other thing I would like to add is you make it, it's three people who have to do it. You make it a race. They have to race outside the Cleveland like they've done in the past. You lose, you pick your, your spot one of the race. The next person who loses and wants to do it, and you get three losers, and you have to race for the embarrassment of who's going to lose the race and who's going to look like Dan running in shorts, trying to hold his shorts up as he's running from, you know, a 100-yard dash or whatever it is. Again, not something that's hard, just something that's embarrassing for whoever the loser is of that race. Stu, Amin, whoever it is. I think that's, an, again, an easier one that has some embarrassment behind it that no one would want to do, but could be good content. So next, we're going to go to uh, Allie. What do you got for us this week? Well, I got a couple things. So I know this is kind of a repeat, but Witty mentioned how lovely Nashville was. And I'm just going to say this right now. Everybody listening, Nashville is not good. It's horrible. People keep moving here. Go away. There's nowhere for you to go. You're infiltrating my 50 minute away little city that is now known as a Nashville suburb because you people keep coming here for all the honky tonk, but stop it. It's not any fun. I've been, I've been living here for two and a half years now. I've been downtown three times. The first time was to take my lovely three young kids around to show them a big city. And guess what? You know what I saw? Big blown up pink dildos everywhere. It's great for single people in your young or mid twenties. If you're looking for a lovely person to take home from a bar. Not so great for families. Nashville, get over yourself. Bachelorette party capital of the world. I'm I'm going to have to disagree with you. My wife and I have gone to Nashville a good bit. Uh, my my daughter's uh, fiance's family is, is in that area. And uh, I'm telling you, you haven't lived until you've been to Kid Rock's uh, bar pre-COVID. Fantastic. We're there the, like one of the first weeks it opened. The following week, he was actually there. It was New Year's. He, w- he actually showed up and performed un- unannounced. Mayor, you think this is bragging, but we're, we're all losing respect for you as you talk. It's hard to go downhill from there. But- so what I would say is I'm sort of in between Allie and Mayor. I've been to Nashville a couple of times, but you get in, you get some food, you get some music, and you get out. Like, it's not necessarily someplace I could see living because the tourists or the transplants like I was probably would annoy the shit out of anybody who actually lives there and takes over their, you know, their, their main street and all their bars and all that stuff. So there can be fun in Nashville, but also, yeah, I, I, it's not a place I could, I would want to live given the tourist nature of the city. Go ahead, Mayor. I don't want to live there either, but I'll tell you what I do like is Yazoo beer. If you've been to the Yazoo brewing company, can't, can't endorse that enough. Dos Peros, a fantastic lager, and also their Hefeweizen is super fantastic as well. So, Allie, if you're not taking advantage of Yazoo, uh, I would encourage you to do that. Even take the brewery tour. It's a great place. Hoping you would say uh, pink dildos. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not in the market for those. Anymore. What What did you tell your kid? Did they ask you about these 
Uh, uh, we kind of just shield. We we uh, shielded them, and thankfully the all the bachelorette parties were either on like those electric scooters or on the pedal the pedal bars that you see around. But so funny stereotyping bachelorette parties they're always in the denim jean jackets with the white tank tops the black leggings and the cowboy boots girls find something new to wear there's a nashville uh like camera with the uh police station that they have at one of the popular corners where people meet, and they count the number of bachelorette parties that they see over a course of a weekend on a friday night they got up into like the triple digits it's insane why everybody wants to come here it's so like you're you're so crammed it's a beautiful city when you drive through it just drive through it though. Don't stop. Go, go to the South, go to Murfreesboro, go hang out there. Just not, not in downtown. It's so many people in such a small area and it's everybody just wanting to get drunk and party. It's just not great for, for families, but yeah, it's great for like, if you're single, it's fabulous. But anyway, my second topic is about mayonnaise because they talked about the Duke's Mayo Bowl, which held all their classics uh, this past weekend for college football. They had games on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, kind of um, showing the local teams from North and South Carolina playing in it, as well as I think um, Georgia and Clemson played there, if I'm not mistaken. So my my question for you guys is, are you Mayo or Mayo? So I'll jump in first. I'm definitely Mayo. I enjoy mayo. Um, I enjoy it on my sandwiches, even just, you know, a basic turkey club or not even going crazy like a BLT or anything. Just I, I enjoy a little bit of mayo. Um, I enjoy things like devil legs and other stuff that do or do use mayo. I'm not a mayo stan in that I can do without mayo. Like I also like mustard. I also like other condiments on my sandwiches or my my meals that I'm eating. But I'm definitely, definitely mayo. I'm definitely not um Miracle Whip. I'm definitely a, a regular mayo guy and actually, or, or not a regular mayo guy. I'm definitely a, I like my avocado oil mayos. That's, or, or olive oil mayos. Um, something a little bit healthy-ish. I see you shaking your head, Sweat. You disagree with me? Uh, I just don't like mayo whatsoever. I don't want it near me. I don't want to smell it. Mayo all the way. This won't surprise any of you because I don't like any food. Uh, I like I don't like mustard. I don't want mayo. So you a know, grid of dead punch for you where we paint your head with mayo, like they painted. Roy oh, that, with mustard. that, that, that won't bother me as long as it doesn't get near my mouth. Like the cat, the cat food just smeared all over it in his beard. So he has to shave. <laughs> no, he has to eat it out of the jar. Or rub it all over his body. Like they did for the college game day. All that. Dukes more like Ralph. Three for Dale. Um, bump. I am. Uh, this won't be a shock to him. I'm definitely a mayo guy. I'm a, I'm a fan of mayo. Oh, no, I am not going to. Uh, the image of that guy spooning spoonfuls of mayo into his mouth is that's that's criminal. That should be illegal anywhere. But uh, I will tell you, and Ali, I'm going to give you my top five mayos. Now, Can't wait because I have my top five mayos too. These may not first. be these may not be the, the top five most popular. These are the top five. This is my list. You can have your list, and that's fine. Number five, blue plate. Number four is Hellman. Number three is Hellman's olive oil. Number two is Duke's light. The top one, you're, it's going to be a surprise shocker to you, is the Hellman's vegan mayo. That they don't make anymore, but my daughter was vegan for a while. And so we picked up things like vegan mayonnaise or uh, using almond milk and things like that. So, but that was a very good product that, Again, even if you weren't vegan, you could enjoy 
having that. Uh, but for obviously it wasn't that popular, but uh, so it, they discontinued it. But those are my top five mayos. I'm mayo as well. I, I like mayo. I don't um, I don't use it on everything. So I'm not like, I'm like, uh, you know, sparingly and on the right, you know, on the right occasion. But I, I was just curious. Do you guys know what the main ingredient to mayo or the two main ingredients to mayo is, right? It's egg yolk and uh, either vinegar or olive oil. Poop. Yeah, it's, nah, <laughs> poop, that's right. Um, yeah, that's right. It's, it's basically egg and oil. And then other assorted flavors that, you know, uh, salt, pepper, vinegar, things like that. So um, a lot of people just think, I, I don't know what they think, like uh, that this mayo. But it's if you like, you know, if you like eggs and you like, you know, uh, a lipid, they just emulsify it and you get you get mayo. It's basically right like now. eating cake. You're like a quarter of the way there to making a cake. So why not just, yep. you know, put some mayo yeah. and some cake. You probably want to do that to it. cake. I think the one thing we could all agree on, though, is you never put it on a hot dog. Except your name's Will. So, oh, Allie, what are your top five mayos? Hit us with all it. right. Are y'all ready for my top five mayos? All right. Number five, OJ Mayo. He plays now for the Chinese Basketball Association. I think he was a USC Trojan, if I'm not mistaken. He had a big fall from grace. <laughs> in the NBA because of some drug issues, so kids don't do drugs. Number four, the song Mayonnaise by Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Billy Corgan named the song Mayonnaise because he just opened his refrigerator one day, saw a jar of mayonnaise, and was like, hey, that's the, that's the name of my new song. And I think it's their second best song behind Chair Brock. Number three, the County Mayo. <laughs> It is a Western Ireland county. It is famous for uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. He has vacation there. Also, Joe Biden's great-great-great-great-great-grandfather has his roots there. So Joe Biden's Irish heritage comes from the County Mayo, as well as the arguably the home of the river dance. If you guys remember Michael Flatley, I think is his name. He was one of the main river dancers. So comes from the County Mayo. And that is my number three Mayo. Number two, the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> best hospital in the nation is in Minnesota. It is also where Christina Yang from Grey's Anatomy in season nine famously left Seattle Grace for to attend and be in charge of the cardiovascular unit of the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota and worked with Mr. Feeney's character. Season nine, Grey's Anatomy. Check it out. William Daniels would be uh, Mr. Feeney's actual name and the Cleveland <laughs> Clinic is better than the Mayo Clinic. But I can't eat Cleveland. Number one, Duke's mayonnaise. Need I say more? The perfect blend of your egg yolk, your vinegar, your olive oil, all the lovely spices. It is a southern delight. Goes well on anything, even bananas. And that is my top five mayos. Whoa. Well bananas. done. So, Schweitz, you got a topic for us this week? Yeah. So, my son is now in the phase where he watches the same movie every day over and over again. And uh, we're all parents on this pod. Uh, and I was wondering either what your kids watched when they were little over and over again, or what you watched as a child over and over again. Cause I watched a ton of crap. I was an only child. I didn't have to fight with anybody for the TV. We had multiple TVs. So my dad was happy watching sports in one room while I watched Mickey Mouse cartoons over and over again. When I was really young, by the time I was 10, I was watching uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance and Terminator 2 every day. Have those movies memorized, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I can go on and on. I watched them daily. I Started before I left for school, came home from school, finished the movie, BHS, rebounded for the next morning. Anyway, who, who wants to start on this one? So I'll jump in and say I watched 
a ton of cartoons when I was growing up. And for me, there were two in particular. One was Woody Woodpecker that I could not get enough of. And the other was just the basic Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Mary Melody, Roadrunner, etc. And I would just watch them literally over and over and over and over again and every morning i would get up and i think it was like 7 30 woody woodpecker was on for a half hour which i could try to sneak in before school and then 3 30 when i got home and then whatever channel looney tunes was on would 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 fill when woody woodpecker was not on so for me i didn't watch a ton of movies the other thing i watched a lot when i started growing up or or getting you know out of the young kid phase was i watched a lot of wrestling i used to watch WWF. Um, I would tape the Saturday, like every, like once a month, instead of Saturday Night Live, they would have a Saturday Night Wrestling show from 1130 to 1 and I would tape it. I've still got VHS tapes of Saturday Night's main event. Yeah, main event. Exactly. Exactly. So that was, so, so those three things for me were stuff that I just watched over and over and over again. Mayor, what do you got? All right. If nobody else is going to jump in, I'm ready to come right at you. I I could recite every single Warner, uh, every single Looney Tunes cartoon. I mean, I, I could give you every single line from it, no doubt about it. Uh, I can I, Woody Woodpecker among my favorites as well. Three Stooges, uh, obviously the the reruns of all those things are uh, comedic brilliance. I'll go because uh, this ties into something I wanted to bring up. I'll go to the the parental side of it and watching things with my daughter uh, right in the wheelhouse to SpongeBob. And to me, SpongeBob was the closest thing to Looney Tunes because every once in a while they would just throw in an adult joke that there's no way the kid would have picked it up. And you're just kind of like do a double take and go, whoa, you said what? But the thing I did want to bring up, the other thing that was in her wheelhouse was Blue's Clues. And Steve from Blue's Clues, I don't know if you saw this, went on social media, it's the 25th anniversary of Blue's Clues, came on with this super special message. If you're not familiar with Blue Clues, he was the main character that had owned Blue and they did other little hijinks and looking for clues to solve this puzzle. And then one day he was like, all right, guys, peace out. I'm out of here. Well, he has this message to his fans about how he had got off and went to college and he got on the bus and how difficult that was and how it was kind of abrupt leaving. And he says, he well, first of all, the other thing that scared me was the, the picture of him being aged. He looks a little bit like the guy that was the, the school president on Community. Um, the other Jim part Rash. of that is here's a guy that says we're friends. He goes, you know, all these years we've been friends. And it's like, dude, you hadn't talked to me in 25 years and you're claiming we're friends. What do you, you, he just up and left, got on a bus, left, never, never came back, never checked in, never did anything for 25 years. And now he's saying we're friends. Get over yourself. Not, not to ruin the magic for you, Mayor, but the, uh, the actor, I believe was forced off because he was starting to bald. He was starting to lose his hair and they, and they just, they just booted him off and replaced him and they didn't uh, give any closure. So it was, I remember when that happened, it was very shocking to all these kids that grew up with it. Well, again, he was, and I agree with you because that's the reason in that video, he's wearing a hat and I'm like, yeah, he's, he's hiding something. Yeah. I don't have much room to talk, but he was definitely hiding something. And he was, uh, again, the, the way that he left was, oh, here's my, my brother. He's your new best friend. I'm getting on a bus and I'm getting out of here. It was kind of, it's kind of shocking for the young mind, but anyway, that's, those are the two that my daughter was really into until she got into Lizzie McGuire. And, uh, what was the one with uh, the other one with, uh, Hannah Montana? Those were, those were the two big ones, but SpongeBob blues clues all the way. Yeah. My, my son right now is watching cars every day. Just the original. His favorite character is the 
fire truck, which is not in very many scenes, but he loves when the fire truck's there because the fire truck's very shy and always hiding and running away. And uh, it makes me happy that he's already picked out that comedically that is the funniest character. I got uh, the one that I can remember, not for me so much because I was all over the board. Like I, I, I watched television voraciously and I watched anything and everything. Um, so I can't remember kind of just being stuck on one thing. You know, I would I would come home. I'd watch like I'd watch everything. Benson. I'd watch. I'd watch all types of shit. But um, but what does stick in my head is what my my daughter loved to watch, and that was Frozen. Like Frozen, every, everything every day. If it wasn't watching it, it was the songs. If it wasn't the songs, it was the birthday parties, the themed birthday parties, and Frozen was was the thing that really sticks in my head pull up robert guillaume and benson is the thing you watched from your childhood benson i remember i i must have been in fifth grade or something fifth sixth grade i love benson and benson i think was a spin-off of uh soap it, like of, it was of the, and you see, I soap was a little too early for me because i think when soap was happening i must have been maybe maybe in my like I don't know, third grade or something. But Benson, man, Robert Guillaume was like the like the man with all his insults, his snappy like one-liners real quick. He, he you know, before I wanted to be Magnum PI, I wanted to be Benson. We are that is I'm usually known for the old references. That's we are trending to such a senior audience right now. Anybody that would want to listen to that doesn't know how to work their iPhone to listen to this, but Robert Guillaume and Benson. Oh my gosh, you just blew me away with that, John. My wife and I were actually talking yesterday. We want Netflix to put a uh, feature on that will allow me to hide certain titles so that my three-year-old doesn't see you know, these other five shows that we don't feel like watching right now. So we want to be able to click a button and just say, hide this title for two days because I don't want to watch this show right now because if he sees the picture, he wants to watch it. But uh, I, I want the option not to, you know, to hide it from him. Allie's got two young kids and she's got TV preferences. I am certain about it. So I feel like I'm one of the younger ones in the group, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm kind of going to bring us back down to the millennial Gen Z, Zoomer, whatever you want to call them. So growing up, I was into the Lizzie McGuire, the Boy Meets World, the Fresh Prince, the Full House, the Family Matters. Like those were my shows. I didn't really watch cartoons. If I did, it was more of like Hey Arnold or Rugrats. And I know Rugrats is kind of what they started up again and they're all older and they have kids now. And it's just strange now watching back. And that was just such a strange show. I don't know why my mom let me watch that or just like wearing out all the Disney princess VHSs. The Little Mermaid was my jam. But with my kids, I think I have watched every single episode of Bluey a hundred times. I can recite every single episode verbatim. So Bluey, if you are listening, please, for the love of everything that is great on planet Earth, release season three, please. I need some new new shows. I'm tired of watching the same things over and over again. You're a great and lovely show. But holy cow, I need something new to watch. And Cocomelon, of course. Get over yourself. The songs are stuck in my head all day long. They're terrifying. The characters are terrifying, but it is very addictive and it stays with you and it haunts you in your nightmares. But also, whenever I was a kid, I also watched the Speed Channel. So that explains a lot. I have the no Miami Speed Channel, cocaine, or the uh, Formula One Speed Channel. No, not Formula One. It was more, it was NASCAR, but it was like, it started, I think, in like 1995. It got off the air in the like 2012 or 2013, but they would broadcast all the races that have all these car breakdowns of all the different series when like, card and irl like all split and everything like that 
for open wheel North American racing, but it was mainly focused on, on NASCAR, but they'd have all these talk shows and drivers on broadcasting all the races and practices and all that. But it just, it just, people lost interest in NASCAR, which I don't blame them. So speed channel went bye-bye and got absorbed through TNT for a little bit, then ESPN took it. And now it's split between uh, Fox and NBC, which also goes back to a quick topic. Two channels only. What are your two channels? So mine are, I'll give you, I'll give you mine so you can think. Two cable only channels you can watch for the remainder of your life. I'm picking ESPN two because that is the proper channel for Formula One racing. ESPN proper does not have Formula One, Formula One experts out there. It is ESPN two. ESPN has ESPNU has quality and all the free practices but the race is on espn too so i will pick that and i will pick nbc sports until it goes away at the end of the year and then i have to be stuck with usa network i think espn has to be the staple just because it's kind of the hub um but um boy i tell you that that's a tough having only two channels that's difficult i would have to say comedy central only because they run the office constantly and now they're going to start working friends in i don't think friends is aged real well uh, I'll probably see it a little bit, but uh, I, I got to have the office. So that's what I'll go with. So in Canada, the obviously different channels, different networks, different rules. Um, the two major telecom companies both own uh, a sports network. So Rogers, so the Rogers Center, what it's named after, who owns the Blue Jays, owns Sportsnet. And Bell, the rival telecom company, owns uh, TSN. So depending on what cable package you have, you you get access to both, but you have to, you know, basic cable, you get one of them. And anyway, so I would say for that, you would have to probably go with Sportsnet. They tend to carry more stuff. They split... Um, they split rights for like some of the hockey and stuff, but you know, all the Blue Jays games are on Rogers. Uh, you know, the wrestling, if you want to watch that's on Rogers, it just varies. And then I would say the other, the comedy network here uh, is a bit different than Comedy Central. They have some of the same stuff, but they also will carry like the Simpsons. They'll carry uh, the office. They'll carry um, a mix of Canadian comedy shows. So uh, it, you get just, you know, Seinfeld, you get just stuff that you wouldn't get on Comedy Central in the States because the, Rights fees are very different. Go ahead. I'll, I'll go next. So one one of them was really easy, and that was PBS. I love PBS ever since I was a kid. Um, from there, all the British shows that they would give that, that that I would get to see when I was a kid, to the cooking shows, Yang Can Cook, and all those stuff. I still love PBS. I am a member of PBS and 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 NPR and all that. I, so PBS is there for sure is one of my channels. Um, the other one I was trying to think. Okay, well, what what do I enjoy more? What, and I think I'm going to have to go with the um, the Heat broadcast station, which is now called I think Sun Bally's, um, uh, or just Bally's. It used to be called uh, Sun Fox Sports, but I think now it's called Bally's. Um, and and just because they run the the Heat games when they're not on, no, even when they're nationally televised. So that would be it, the Bally Station and and PBS. So I'm going to start off by saying, for me, one channel would be TNT. Um, one of my favorite shows is Bones. Um, and while it's not on all the time, they do have some days where it's on for like six straight hours. So I'm all in for that. And then the other one, I'm going to look like a buffoon, but I'm going to say the Cartoon Network. I could watch cartoons to pretty much... 
old Scooby-Doo, Family Guy, whatever it is. I, I'm all in sort of for, what about uh, for cartoons. I tend to like the Cartoon Network a little more, but Boomerang is also a very good channel as far as for what I do like to watch. But John's giving me the thumbs down. So tell me why you don't disagree, why you disagree with No, me. no. Comedy, com- I'm sorry. The Cartoon Network, fine. Family Guy, not fine. Uh, and not only not fine, not funny. I hate Family Guy. I hate Seth MacFarlane. I hate anything he does. I hate I hate his stupid movies, uh, Ted. I hate his dumb, dumb uh, uh, offshoots of whatever, American Dad. I, I, oh, my God, get out of here with, you know, why hasn't he been run off? I mean, even I think it was South Park. Even South Park uh, uh Took a dump on Family Guys and and and, uh, and right rightfully so. It's not funny. It's the most obvious. Like, it, you know, I'll put it to you this way: it, it's just if it's and it's it's a type of comedy that anybody can do. It's it's like it's like uh, um, calling somebody up and and you know asking if their refrigerator is running. Kind of kind of comedy. Like it's it's so base and and not not clever. And I hate them. I hate them with the the white hot intensity of a thousand suns. Should I call Will and ask him if his refrigerator is running? Yes, you should call him now, live on the air, and see if his refrigerator is running. Go ahead, Mayor. And see how much energy it takes when you're hateful towards things. <laughs> it is good sometimes. So I'll have to say I love Family Guy. I love the stupidity of it. I really do. Um, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of his other stuff. I don't love Ted or Ted 2 or some of the movies he put out. But for me, I could watch Family Guy all day long. Now, I'm also going to say one of my guilty pleasures is the show Ridiculousness. That is literally just shows the videos, people falling down or getting hit in the junk. So I'm okay with the fact that my humor is lowbrow and I'm all in for it. So You didn't answer. You change one of your TVs or one of your channels to MTV. Isn't that all they show is just 24 hours of ridiculousness? I, I, MTV was definitely in the running for what I was going to say, but I, I honestly felt cartoons for me was a little bit higher than even ridiculous but we're gonna go ahead and land the plane here thank you mayor matt schweitz ali and john for joining us this week and thank you for listening mayor give us a quick shout out where we can find you on twitter you can find me at santini matt and how about you ali at monza italy john where are you at family guy sucks hashtag so does seth mcfarland schweitz Hashtag peace and love. And you can find me at Stiano on Twitter, S-T-A-I-A-N-O. And I would just like to give a quick shout out. Make sure you listen to our other podcasts. We have Post Post Game. We have Laughs at the Club and our fabulous interviews. And for the last word, I'm going to go out to Mayor. And reminder, you can do all your shopping for Lower After Hours gear at shop.lowerafterhours.com. Thank you, Mayor. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Scuderia. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.